Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, money is a big deal. Cash is king when it comes to business. And if you are struggling with any kind of cash flow problems, that can be the nail in the proverbial coffin. But you know, it's something that not that many people talk about or even think about until it's too late. Because frankly, it can be demoralizing, it can be scary. And it's one of the things that we just all sweep under the rug. And that is not the way to look at it. So that is the issue that we're going to challenge today. How can companies manage their cash flow and free up capital in order to grow? And joining me on this episode is a real expert in this field, the president of Interface Financial Group, one of the world's leading invoice financiers with more than 40 years experience in the industry. Welcome to the show, Mr. David Banfield. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's good to be here. And uh I, I noticed from your introduction that this is one of the most difficult topics, so um, I really wish I'd signed up for something else now. <laughs> it's, it's an odd one. It's something that doesn't come up that often. We've, in fact, we've only spoken about money specifically on one episode in the past, and it's something that people really seem to struggle with. And I, I don't personally, I don't quite know why. So I'm looking forward to digging into that. But before we do... What is your background, sir? Where did you come from? Apart from being a Brit abroad, whereabouts <laughs> did you come from? <laughs> well, I, I, I am indeed. I, I currently uh, live and work uh, in, in uh, the international head office for our company, which is a little bit north of Toronto in Canada. And I've been in Canada now for a good good number of years, lived in Toronto and Montreal. Uh, prior to that, I worked in the um, sort of the off- offshore banking circuit. So um, a number of contracts in the Bahamas, um, Monte Carlo, Guernsey, and the like. But if you go back far enough, you'll find that um, I actually come from Hertfordshire. So you've upgraded the weather as you've gone along. Then. <laughs> well, we have until this winter, which was extremely cold and and very miserable. But spring is around the corner. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. I love it. And that's a really interesting kind of journey. I like the idea that you've sort of you know you've been around and you've kind of seen all aspects of this in in the real world. And I think that's something that. For me, it's something that a lot of business owners don't necessarily see is the impact of cash, the impact of managing that cash flow. I really, personally, I used to be absolutely terrible at it and I didn't want to address that. So I'm looking forward to digging into this. And let's just talk about that for a second then. So we're talking about how companies can manage their cash flow. What are some of the typical problems that people face? What are some of the typical pitfalls that they come across? Why are they so bad at it? Well, I think... One of the problems, Mark, is that everybody thinks that it's only their problem, that it's it's only surrounding their small business or their medium-sized business or or whatever. They don't realize that that everybody is suffering from this same uh, issue, this same problem. Uh, The work that we do in in helping small businesses grow is, is obviously uh, centered a little bit here in, in Canada, but we have operations in eight other countries, including naturally the UK and Ireland. And when I hear 
entrepreneurs talking about um, this cash flow and that cash flow problem, um, I, I never really know where they are because the problems are the same. And invariably, the problems are often created by the individual. And that is that they don't have a proper plan and a proper approach to managing their cash flow. Cash flow seems to be the, the leftover. Well, I've got a product to make, uh, I've got a service to render, I've got marketing to deal with, and so on and so on and so on. And the cash flow will take care of itself. Nothing in this day and age could really be further from the truth. The cash flow will not take care of itself, and it should be much higher on the priority list. Small business. I agree entirely with that. It's yeah. such a difficult problem, isn't it? But sorry, I cut you off. That's there. right. No, I was going to just say that my observation is that the small business owners will do almost anything in their business. You know, you, you think of the, the worst possible job in the business and they would put their hand up and say, yeah, I'll go and do that because the alternative was to maybe get on the phone and call your customers and ask for money. And, and people have this, this terrible fear of doing that and the, the negative connotations that it will impart. And the reality is that the customer is really sitting on your money. And if you ask for it, there's a, about a 99% chance that they will send it to you. Um, they are using that to finance their business, and they are doing that to the detriment of your business. So one of the, the great things that we always say to our clients is, you know, get on the phone, call your customers and ask them to pay you. And, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to do, but it's, it's one that should be top of the list. It's amazing, isn't it, that we're so worried about that perception around asking for money, as if it's an admission of weakness when it, it, it isn't at all. It's just the respectful way to do business is to pay your dues as and when they are due. And I find that such a baffling kind of mindset for a lot of small business owners. I've been there myself where you're thinking to yourself, oh, you know, I've got a really good relationship with this person and mm, do I really want to chase them for money? Well, they're probably the easiest people to chase because you can have a really honest and frank chat. Is that, you know, is it this insecurity that we've all got about ourselves that, that leads to that? It, it is. And it, 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 it's that coupled with, um, how should we put it, um, a, a misunderstanding of uh, almost what your rights are. If you, if you think about cash flow in, in the typical cycle, um, you've got a manufacturer, he makes his product, product, he sells it to his customer, he gives the customer an invoice, and typically the invoice details what the product is, and it says somewhere at the bottom, usually in small print, that the terms of the invoice are net 30 days which means that the customer has 30 days grace um, before they have to pay the invoice, during which time they may well have sold that uh, inventory. They may have collected cash from their customer and be sitting on that cash. And here you are as a manufacturer and you've invoiced that and you have no cash at all because somebody else is, is sort of sitting on your money. And so you've got to understand that, that it is definitely your money. Uh, you're not going out there asking for charity. You're asking for what is due to you based on the terms of you making something and selling it to them. And it's a really respectful relationship as well when you can have that chat with someone and say, listen, your invoice is due. And when there is no, there is no negative connotations, there is no resistance, 
you know, that is a really positive way to find out actually that this is probably a client that I can work with moving forward. It's not someone that I'm going to have to chase every single time I invoice them. So that, that for me, that's something that I've personally taken from undertaking that role within our business at times. It allows me to say, let's focus on these lines. Let's actually give them the service because we know that they will pay and they will respect the business terms. It's a partnership. It's not the whole master servant. You will get paid when I mm-hmm. when I want you to get paid, which I find really, really an interesting byproduct. And I'm not sure too many people appreciate that. Uh, probably they don't. And and that, that is in turn, you know, part of uh, what's creating the problem. I think going hand in hand with that is and it may be a topic for for another conversation at some time, but uh, going hand in hand with with cash flow is credit control, uh, which basically means, um, you know, is it appropriate to ship product to your customer on open terms, net 30-day terms, or should you be asking for cash on delivery, cash up front? Because if you ship on open terms, then of course you are laying yourself open to potential abuse in, in getting paid and being paid late. So credit control would address that whereby as a manufacturer, as a service provider, when you first receive an order from a new customer, that you check them out, that you don't do what so many people do. And it's one of the, the, the great mistakes in, in, in life is, you know, when you say, well, why did you ship that merchandise to that customer? The answer is, I got an order. Well, great that you got an order, but that's only the starting point. And the starting point from there says, okay, now I've got to check these people out and see if it's appropriate to give them extended terms, open terms, or whatever. And so few small businesses take that very important step, and then they wonder why they have bad debts, why they have delinquent payments, and they have to go through this constant cash flow hassle. A little bit of upfront checking would solve a lot of these problems down the road. Do you think that, or the resistance to that from small business owners, do you think that is perhaps again, another kind of insecurity or an admission of frailty. Is it something that we all, you know, we kind of like to believe that we've got these positive relationships and sometimes we might be naive enough to think that we can trust absolutely everyone with whom we do business. Is that just another part of the frailties of being a small business owner? It's certainly um, a part part of of it. Um, And it goes right alongside, um, you know, basic management skills. And, and that is that if you are running a business, you need to manage that business and you need to understand how to do that. And you need certain skills uh, to do that. And, and, and credit control, cash management, these are all, you know, one of the most important skill sets that you need. Unfortunately, unfortunately, so many small business owners do not have that skill set. Their skill set is very much geared to how do I make the product? How do I manufacture the product? How do I get the best price? How do I source materials? It's rarely, how am I going to manage the overall concept of this business of which the manufacturing and the marketing is is one part, controlling that cash, getting information, looking at my customer base, that's also a very critical part. So certainly there's there's this element of insecurity and this feeling of, oh, I, I've, you know, I know them, 
you know, I've seen their place. It's a big place. Uh, they're bound to be honourable people. Um, that riding alongside, um, I'm really not sure what I should be doing. The the interesting thing about that is that not only, and we're all kind of guilty as this of this as small business owners to some degree, it's very rare that we'll actually say, oh, we need help and we need to hire this because all we... All we see is the the cash going out of the bank to pay someone to deal with this rather than saying, well, look, one, I'm just not very good at this. Two, I actually probably don't enjoy it because it's not why I set the business up. My passion is delivering what I deliver. And all we see very, very naively is a salary or some kind of outsourced cost going out to a credit controller or someone managing the cash flow. And that, that to me feels like a massive massive mistake not taking control of yourself and saying i do have a gap and if i leave it unchecked it's going to cause me problems uh, again a hundred percent correct um there is you know we, we live in in the age of outsourcing and and so it, it does relieve a, a big chunk of the financial burden uh, on small businesses i I've, I've spoken to numerous uh, small businesses and looked at their receivables and said you know these are in a terrible mess um why don't you get somebody to, to clean them up and do something about it and it's the usual story oh i can't afford it you know, to put somebody on the payroll and to, to pay them this much every every week, you know, it, it's beyond our means. But you don't have to do that nowadays. There are plenty of opportunities to outsource this type of work or to hire in uh, temporary um, people that have these skills that are quite happy to work, you know, one day with you, one day with somebody else, and, and so on, and resolve the issue. And, and it's not, it should not be seen as an expense. It should be seen as an investment because that investment is going to yield a dividend and the dividend is going to be an enhanced, accelerated cash flow. I love that. And that's put so eloquently as well. That's phrased so, so well. And I think, as I say, a lot of small business owners, myself included, just don't enjoy dealing with this. And in your opinion, David, is it something that, you know, we have to take control of, and I'm talking like really, really deep in the early days, you know, from almost from day one, understanding that we are probably not going to enjoy doing this. And we're just, frankly, we're just probably not very good at it. The earlier we get to that, ultimately, the better off we're going to be. Absolutely. You, you've got to start off the way you mean to continue. And if you, if you want to have a sloppy cash flow all your life, then you'll ignore it. Um, if you want to have um, you know, a cash flow that, that keeps pace with your growth and, and so forth, then you will put in place the, the proper measures to deal with that, whether it's you know, outsourcing, whether it's temporary staff, whether it's you know, doing it yourself, maybe getting your spouse to do it if there's some skill sets there. Many, many options, but they've got to be addressed and they've got to be put in place almost, as you say, from day one. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. And let's just pick up on the, the 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 other side of that problem that we defined right at the beginning of the episode, which is not only managing the cash flow, but actually freeing up some of that capital in order to allow people to grow as a business. Because if the cash flow is so problematic, we don't have anything from a cash flow perspective to invest back into our business. And that, that can be just as damaging as not being able to pay the wages, can't it? Indeed it can. And we, we also have to remember that um, cash flow issues uh, do not always 
translate into delinquent accounts, bad accounts, and overdue accounts. It often translates into growth because the more you grow, the more you sell, ergo, the more you invoice, the more receivables you have, the more invoices on the books. And as you grow, you need more capital to sustain that growth. But what you're doing is, in fact, you're, you're tying up your capital in those receivables that you have created. So you've got to unlock that capital. And sometimes it isn't as simple as, as we started by saying, uh, pick up the phone and call, because maybe those receivables, those invoices are not yet due. But the volume has increased dramatically because your business is growing. This is great. But now you've got to look at unlocking that capital in order to fuel up the next round of growth. And there are many different products, many different services, many different approaches that you can use for that. And, and you know, the, the obvious one, the most conventional one, uh, not today the most easily accessible one, but, you know, you would, you would go down to the bank. And you would say, my business is growing, um, I need a loan, and, and the bank would look at everything, and they would take a charge over all of the assets, including the receivables, and you would get your loan, and that would be your working capital to, to move forward. As we say, uh, not so easy in today's environment, where many of the banks are closed as far as small businesses are concerned. So entrepreneurs, again, have got to be more creative. They've got to look into that secondary financial marketplace and say, what else is there that can help me? And that there are products, there are, there's asset-based lending, there's factoring uh, situations, and there's invoice discounting, both at the sort of, you know, the upper level, dealing in, in millions and millions, and then there's the, the, the small business level where you're dealing in, in single units. All of these things are there and they're available. So again, it comes back to a little bit of management and knowing that you've got to go and look. One of the great you know, news stories, I guess, um, of, of this year in the UK is the fact that banks are now being expected to say to their customers when they turn them down, um, we can't help you, but here are some options, here are some things to think about, here are some direction uh, in which you might want to travel. Because, again, small business uh, owners don't understand that marketplace, but if banks provide a little bit of direction, then that issue can be resolved. So there are plenty of ways out there to unlock that capital, which in turn uh, uh, keeps the wheel moving. As you unlock capital, you put it into the business and you grow some more. As you grow some more, you need more capital. So you, you, you just keep going around and around. And, and that's what growth is all about. I love that. I love the idea that certainly the alternative finance models are becoming more accessible. It's something that we're seeing at a really ground level. You know, we work with some alternative finances on their marketing and the branding and, and increasingly their inquiries are coming from the banks and the previous lenders, which I find is a really interesting shift mm. here in the UK. Yes. It, it's, it's really, really curious, actually. And actually, that just leads me on now to the actionable takeaways section because we've really nicely framed the problem. We've talked about the impacts that cash flow can have, not only on the business proper, but also that, anticipated growth, the idea that it can hold you back. So David, let's just dig into the three tips that you've put together on how businesses can start to transform that. So 
What's actionable tip number one, please, sir? Well, it is managing cash flow. In other words, understanding what cash flow is and having a plan to deal with it. The idea of a plan. Now, that is really, really, really curious because that, again, you know, as a small business owner, can I honestly put my hand on my heart and say, yeah, okay, we've got a cash flow plan Mm, to a degree, but not anything that I'd be overly confident in. So how can I actually get started with that sitting here? How can I actually get started with that? Well, there, there are there are numerous resources available. Uh, you know, we have something called the internet. Um, everything is on the internet, um, and you you can find business plans there. You can find um, cash flow management plans. There, there are plenty around. Your bank, in all probability, um, has one on their own website or can point you to one. Your accountant certainly can, and you need to build that plan pertinent to your business. And and the plan really talks to the issue of um, I'm in business, I'm selling a product, I've got a customer, now what happens next? Get credit information, decide if I want to sell on open terms or if I want to sell uh, cash on delivery. I want to do open terms, okay, create the ledger. When it becomes so many days past its due date, if the customer has not respected the terms, pick up the phone and call and ask what the problem is and resolve the issue by getting the cash in. It's not rocket science. It's very simple, but it is methodical, and it's just something that you have to keep working. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And packed full of resources as well there, guys. We'll put some links where relevant in the show notes. And let's just dig into actionable tip number two, please, sir. Well, um, it's sort of interwoven with number one, and that is really being proactive in terms of your cash flow. Um, If you're going to be reactive, um, you're going to have a really hard time. You've got to be proactive, and you've got to be able to pick up the phone and do what you've got to do. And also... Um, I, I, I was going to use the expression here. I thought about it earlier, and I don't know whether it's appropriate, but not running a sloppy business. Um, if you um, are concerned that your customers are paying you slow or late or whatever, then look at your own business and make sure that you actually invoiced on time that you sent a statement, if that's your practice, on time. And when it was due, that you did something on time. And you don't you know, let these things drag out. So getting your own paperwork in order is absolutely essential. I like the, the phrase, you know, don't run a sloppy business, because I guess we don't really look at that ourselves. We would never say, yes, we run a sloppy business. But if we if we stood back and actually looked, some of the things that we've spoken about, I bet a lot of us in business would look and say, oh, do you know, I could tighten up this. I could tighten up that. And I think that the accountability that you put on yourself and the people around you to make sure you're not sloppy. I really like that idea. I think that's really, really important. So yeah, really, really get that. And the third and final tip, please, sir. Is think about alternatives. Um, if you if you have a cash flow problem, then think outside the box. I agree. You've got to get on the phone. You've got to chase your customers. You've got to be you know fairly strict with them because that's business. But if you are growing, then you need the outside option, as it were. You've got to look at that marketplace and say, should I take some of these receivables and turn them into instant cash through a discounting 
arrangement as an example. And then I can use that cash to fuel up my business and grow and, and, and so on. And there are plenty, as we've said before, plenty of flexible plans out there, but it's key that you have that plan and you, and you have the resources or the access to the resources to grow your business. Love it. Really, really useful. Really useful. I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily consider that. And, you know, we talked about it right at the beginning. There's no shame in looking at exactly what is going wrong in terms of cash flow and looking at alternative solutions to that. I think it's important that we sort of get our heads out of the sand on that one. David, that has been such an insightful chat. That has been packed full of value. And I think it's really important for people to hear things like that. So thank you so much, sir. Real pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity, Mark. It really is my pleasure. And just before we wrap up, would you mind just telling the guys listening where they can find you online, please? Most certainly, www.interfacefinancial.com. That's interfacefinancial.com. We are uh, invoice discounters, primarily geared to the small business marketplace. And if we can offer any help, we're pleased to do that. Um, if you need a bit of education, you can call us about that as well. That is amazing. Thank you so much. So check it out, guys, interfacefinancial.com. And thank you so much to David for joining me once again. And thanks as ever. I say it every time, but it really does mean a lot that you choose to spend this time either on your commute or in the gym or walking the dog as I do. And, you know, you've spent this time with us. So thanks so much for that. And we'll put all the show notes, all the links, everything that myself and David have spoken about over at Excellence dash expected.com where you can access an ever growing library of free downloadable ebooks so head on over there check it out there'll be something for you to help you in business and until next time don't forget the more you expect from yourself the more you will excel bye bye